Speaking of the Browns, we got the Cardinals taking on the Browns. We don't know who the quarterback's going to necessarily be. Kyler Murray's been off the injury report, but they still haven't fe- technically activated him. Practicing full today, too, by the way. But we still might see Clayton Toon. We don't know. Looks like the Cardinals want to skip to the plan. It sounds like their plan was to bring him back in Week 10, but maybe with the trade of Josh Jobs, it forces their hand and he comes back a week early. Still to be determined. Cleveland, though, favored in this game. Minus eight with an over-under of 37 and a half. I can't bet this game right now until I know who the quarterback of the, of the Cardinals are going to be. If it's Clayton soon, I probably will lean on taking Cleveland Browns minus eight in this game. But until then, this is a no-go for me. Uh, I've actually ranked Murray with the thought that maybe it is Murray. And I got him at QB 18. Anybody think it should be higher? QB 12? Because I just don't think he's going to run. So that's why I can't put him in the top 12. Chris, you're shaking your head now. No, I think. I mean, I think that's as, as as high as I would go. I know we talked about the quarterback state, so I, I, I can't necessarily say he couldn't go higher. Um, but I, I look at kind of his offense, what they have around him right now. I wouldn't be excited at versus Cleveland defense. Um, and I don't think the Cog Murray's going to come out kind of necessarily just hit the ground running. I think they actually have a better chance of tune plays because I think that they'll use the running attack. And I think you have to have that element versus Cleveland, where you're just going to put your quarterback in a lot of jeopardy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, we don't care about PJ Walker. Kareem Hunt, though, Adam, I do have him as a top 24 lock him in play. Now, Ford surprised all of us. We went from a one to two week timeline to, hey, I'm back and playing. Clearly, though, was not at 100%. And it also shows you in the usage of Pierre Strong. We still played a little bit ahead of him. I would suspect, even though he was limited today, that Ford will be a little bit closer to 100% this week, and we'll see a little bit less of Pierre Strong. But I'm still going to rank Kareem Hunt ahead as far as all the Cleveland Brown running backs are concerned because, well, Hunt still gets a lot of the goal line work. And his role, whether it was Ford, whether it was Pierre Strong, uh, didn't change. He actually had 37% of the snaps. That's what he was getting when Ford was at 51%. So none of that changed for Kareem Hunt, and he still finds a way to be fantasy valuable because he's getting the goal line role. Do you agree with that, or would you have Jerome Ford ahead of him this week in anticipation of him getting healthier? I'm probably going to give it one more week where I'm more Kareem Hunt. Uh, I I do think the upside of... Uh, Ford was a lot better. I, I I don't think the ceiling is particularly high with Kareem Hunt. You're hoping he falls into the end zone once and gets a couple catches, and that's about uh, all you're looking for. Uh, but there are there are valuable fantasy points in that. Um, so yeah, I, I do think he's playable. I'm not necessarily excited about it. He's not a fun person to play. <laughs> he doesn't look great to watch, uh, but he gets points. Live with it. He gets points. I, I, the same could be said for Amari Demarcado. He, he gets touches, he gets usage. You're hoping he catches the ball in a matchup like this against Cleveland. And I got him at RB28. And I can't find a good argument to ha- not have him at RB28. Jerome Ford, by the way, I do have him at RB25. So still somebody that you might be looking to flex this week. I am still higher than the ECR chase on Amari Cooper. I got him at 24. I'm still starting him. He's, he had, what, it was a 37, 38% target share of the team last week. He's still getting volume. He's still at 89 yards. He had a decent output. Elijah Moore be damned. DJ, DPG, he's gone. Like, it's it's the Amari Cooper show. Maybe, maybe David Ajoku breaks one, sprinkles him in a little bit here. But 
Amari Cooper is getting enough volume with PJ Walker. Why well, I still feel confident in starting him as a wide receiver two rather than maybe a wide receiver three or questionable flex play. Where are you at on this? No, no I, I agree. I have him. I have him at uh, 26 this week. So yeah, I mean, I, I still like him no matter who plays quarterback for them, whether it's PJ Walker, whether Deshaun Watson ever comes back or whoever, you know, even if it's DTR, um, I just, just Amari Cooper is, he's, talented players. He's too talented. He's the most talented pass catcher on that team. And if they're going to throw the ball at all, it should be going his way to be dead honest with everybody. I mean, he's proven that in his time there. Um, yeah, I, I like him at 26. It's uh, it's a decent matchup pass wise. It, uh, the Cardinals are going to give up some pass yardage. We know that. And, uh, and it's been, yeah, now with DPJ gone, they may be trying to find a new equilibrium in their pass ca- uh, game. But the one constant that you can be sure they're not going to tweak with is they're still going to keep throwing the ball to Omari Cooper. He's 16th in the league right now in, in target share. He's got a 25% target share on the year. Yeah. He's one out of every four passes they put in the air. I mean, excellent. you, yeah. you, don't, you can't argue with that. Uh, Marquise Brown still going to flex him regardless of who the quarterback is. He's still getting enough of the target share where he is flex worthy, even in a tough matchup. This is the one guy I really want to talk about in this game, and that's Trey McBride. It's not necessarily for this matchup. Uh, Trey McBride, top eight tight end for me. Again, target share, garbage time, however you want to draw it up. He's a top 10 tight end, even against a tough matchup, the toughest matchup you can have against Cleveland Browns. It was a tough match against Baltimore last week, and he still had a hell of a day. But the, what I want to clear up here is that there are some, not everybody, but some in our industry that seem to suggest the idea that his value rest of season goes down if Kyler Murray steps into being a starting quarterback, which makes absolutely no sense to me. I heard some people talking about like, well, Kyler Murray doesn't really throw it to the tight end nearly as much. Maybe not 31% of the time, like Josh Dobbs was doing okay. But Zach Ertz... When he came over in 2021, week 7 through 18, was a tight end 3 with a 21% target share. He followed that up the first 10 weeks last year as a tight end 4 with an 18% target share. Kyler Murray throws the ball to the tight ends. I don't know what, I don't know what everybody's problem is. Chris, am I crazy? What are we talking about here? Yeah, and Zach Ertz was dead in Philadelphia. I think we yeah. forget about that, too. I mean, he basically had – was. He was trying to get rid of him, get rid. You know, this guy has had nothing left in the tank. Goes there and somehow becomes fantasy relevant. As you talk about third and tight end three, because Kyler Murray peppered him with targets, looks for him in the red zone. I see no reason McBride's going to get used any differently. Um, they only have two legitimate weapons, really. The passing game as it is, Marquise Brown. You're going to have McBride. Yeah, you know, I like the kid Wilson. He's going to ha- he gets out there, he gets a lot of snaps, but he's not anything necessarily polished yet. And then. You're looking at Rondell Moore, who they still can, you know, use as a gadget player. So when it comes down to it, we're not running, you know, the same offense anymore either. Is this going to be a different offense? Todd Murray's going to throw it to somebody, and I think consistently you're going to see him throw between the hashes like he always does, and that's the tight ends position. Yep, 100%. David Njoku is used to still not consistent enough for me to have him inside my top 12, but I am going to keep my eye on this without DPJ. Does some of that small target share get shifted over uh, in his direction? Let's go to our next.